Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth Podcast, the one-on-one, I want to play that game tonight edition, as we bring you two one-on-one conversations. The first is with one of eight unrestricted free agents who signed with the Bengals in the offseason, Safety Von Bell. We'll discuss leaving the Saints, joining the Bengals, and his insane daily schedule. The second conversation is with national radio talk show host Adam Shine, who also writes a column for NFL.com. And he recently wrote the following about the Bengals after they drafted Joe Burrow. I envision Cincinnati turning into a consistent winner. Seriously, you will like what Adam has to say. The Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Prime Sport, the official fan travel and hospitality partner of the Cincinnati Bengals. And here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean. It's the greatest thing since the Home Court app. I have a 14-year-old son that loves basketball, and he recently started using the Home Court app. It uses your iPhone or iPad's camera to analyze your shot. Just download the app, point your device toward the court, shoot the ball, and get real-time shot tracking analysis and statistics. There's a free version and a premium version. So, if you have a hoop in the driveway or a court somewhere nearby, I highly recommend checking out the Home Court app. Now, let's get to football. My first conversation is with a Bengals newcomer, Safety Von Bell, who signed a three-year, $18 million deal with the Bengals after spending the last four years with the New Orleans Saints. Von was a second-round draft pick back in 2016 after a great career at Ohio State where he was one of Urban Meyer's most highly touted recruits. I caught up with a 25-year-old former Buckeye this week. Vaughn, did you enjoy the free agency process, or was it stressful? It was a little bit of both, Um, but I can say it's a blessing uh, to be in it. And, uh, man, really just being optimistic and really just finding the best fit for you and your family and uh, really just uh, beginning a new chapter. And I'm excited about it, and uh, God has a plan, and I just got to trust him. Were the Bengals on your radar from the beginning? They were on and off. Um, they didn't know how much money or anything was going to go, how the situation may play out. So it was about a year, and, and uh, everything worked out. I was supposed to work out, so I'm just glad to become a Bengal. You're one of eight unrestricted free agents that the team signed. They spent more than $130 million. Is there a message there? They want to win. They went out guys caliber guys that have been in programs and football clubs that have been successful and um, just getting great uh, character guys and leadership and just um, combining what they already have you know they have great talent there already and um, and just combining us and uh, they just want to win uh, they said nothing enough the whole plan wasn't working so we got to try something new so and uh, everything's going to work out how it's supposed to work out we are visiting with Von Bell. For those who don't know, you were an All-American at Ohio State and a key member of the 2014 National Championship team. Does it feel right to be coming back to Ohio where you had so much success? It does. I feel like I'm coming back home. Uh, like I said, God opened doors and closed doors. And now I'm back home in Ohio and uh, 
ready to have much success I did in college, and I can't wait. So after Ohio State, you started 50 games for the Saints, including five playoff games. What were the highlights of your times a time in New Orleans? Man, it was, it was countless times. Um, man, I feel like in practice, you know, just me growing as a young player in this league, just being behind older guys and just really just soaking up the knowledge, like from Drew Brees and other guys in the locker room that are veterans. I feel like that was really highlight of my career instead of just playing on the field uh, because you do so much off the field to prepare yourself to be ready at full capacity for Sunday and Monday nights and Thursday night games. And it's like, man, it's like, I feel like those are my highlights in the, in the locker room because uh, we got to have good, high character guys and just have more success on the field because you want to play harder for your brother. So that's what I would tell you. We're chatting with Von Bell. The Bengals have had some heartbreaking playoff losses in their history, including a couple of Super Bowls. And as a member of the Saints, over the last three years, the team lost in the playoffs on the final play of the game. They were all punches to the gut. Can you describe how difficult that was to be in uniform for those games? Man, it's very difficult. Um, it just felt like we could never get over that hump. And, uh, man, like the first time with the P.I. call, we were playing against the Rams and the, uh, the Minnesota Miracle and Minnesota again. It's like, man, it's like, felt like we could never get over that hump. But, you know, we just had a, we had that team where it was, just, it was always hungry. We always wanted to prove more. And we wanted to establish ourselves. We wanted to say we're not done yet. We was hungry. We push each other, iron shop and iron. We just had all these competitive, excellent ordeals in the locker room. It didn't even have to worry about what the coaches said because the guys wanted it in the locker room. And that's the biggest thing. And my old coach always told me this player is a coach led, player fed league. And, um, and it's run by the players. And, and that's what I really believe in. And I feel like we got a great group of guys coming into the locker room in Cincinnati. And I just can't wait to get at it. The website Pro Football Focus graded you as the NFL's top run-stopping safety last year. Do you take that as a compliment, or do you feel like it ignores your coverage ability? It ignores my coverage ability. I feel like I'm a safety that had all the tangibles uh, to the game. I feel like I'm a complete safety. Um, playing in the box, playing in back deep, making plays on the ball, just always being around the ball, and it's just like just loving the game. So I feel like I'm like, man, I'm more than just a – uh, I quote-unquote box safety. I feel like I can do all the things that safety brings to the league. I spoke to Luke Fickle, who's now the head coach at the University of Cincinnati and obviously was with you at Ohio State as defensive coordinator. The first thing he mentioned was your leadership ability. Right from day one at Ohio State, he said. Yeah, man, I'm just one of those alpha dogs. and just been successful all my career, even through high school, going to college, you know, in the NFL, it's just always it's been a pedigree to me. And uh, I always, when my older brother, I always played up. I never played in my age group. He always told me to play with him. We were playing basketball or any sport. And he said, when you get to your age group, you go dominate because everything will come easy to you. And that's, uh, that's how I've always been uh, with my mother and dad, with the structure we had at home. And just really just showing me how to be the man I am today. And that's what just brought that structure and that leadership structure. And just always just being Vaughn, you led the NFL with five fumble recoveries last year and had another one in the playoffs. How much of that is right place, right time, and how much is a nose for the ball? Uh, I think it's both. Um, we always say party at the ball. You never know what can happen. You know, you might get tips and overthrows. You might get, a, you know what I'm saying, a scoop and score. 
uh, guys just run to the ball and just really just want to just feed 11 hats at the ball, just always just being around it. And, uh, and plays going to happen when you do that. Your final year as a Buckeye was Joe Burrow's first, and now you're going to be teammates again in Cincinnati. He didn't play back then, but you obviously competed against him at practice. What stood out? Oh, man, his his warrior mentality. Um, you know, him and uh, Stephen Collier was the, one, the two youngest quarterbacks at the time, and they always won the look squad. And they had the two youngest quarterbacks always live against the defense, so you could hit them, right? I was about this guy taking shots from everybody. I'm like, man, this dude, he just never had that quit in him. And um, he always had a, a knack of talent. He had that confidence. He had that swagger. And um, that's why I really knew if he get a chance, he could be a special player. Were you responsible for some of those hits at practice? Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I was. Sometimes, you know, Joey getting there. A couple of guys. <laughs> it was a couple of guys, but, you know, hey, you know, he always, he always had that confidence. He never backed down. He, he loved competition. And, uh, man, that's what made him successful on his journey. And uh, I'm very proud of him. And, uh, you know, that's what uh, I know what kind of man and what type of football caliber player he is because uh, he'd been, he been in the trenches with me at Ohio State. and He'd been in the weight room. He'd been through the mat drill. So I know what type of guy he is. Vaughn, I understand that last November, the Saints had a Thursday night game, meaning you had the uh, following weekend off, and you chose to drive to Baton Rouge to watch Joe Burrow at LSU. Describe that experience. That was my first LSU game. Uh, they were playing Texas a uh, the year before that. That was when they went in the crazy overtimes the year before that, so it was a big hype game. And I said, man, let me um, let me go try to um, go to LSU and um, – do my first game, get the Tigerland experience, and just being out there in the atmosphere. And, uh, man, it was electric. Uh, it was on a senior night. I didn't really want to mess with him before the game. I was there. And it was a big moment for him, you know, through all the adversity he had going on, you know, through the quarterback battles. Now he's on top. You know, he was in the Heisman race. Chance to go compete in the national championship. It's like, man, what is time? Uh, I'm just glad to be there in the moment. And, uh, just living in the moment, and uh, that's what I did. I, I really enjoyed it. That was the game where he came out with B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X on the back of his jersey, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, they did. Yes, sir. Louisiana did it for him. <laughs> <laughs> Vaughn, describe your routine these days, since it could be a while before NFL teams can get together. Man, my routine right now, man, Monday to Thursday, I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. Uh, work out uh, with a couple of guys and um, work out around five. And uh, then we have our meetings, our virtual meetings. Then on Friday, I do my uh, balance and core and stability workout. And I still like, after the days of the Monday and Thursday, I still like get a, a 12 mile bike ride in or 14. It, it varies on some days. And, uh, it's really just staying into it, just cooking my breakfast, uh, cooking my, my meals, and just staying on top of it, reading books, really staying in the process, watching film, and just really just being around the game and just soaking up the knowledge from the game and really just going back and just really trying to, you know, be uh, self-critical of yourself and, uh, and studying other guys around the league. I still, take, uh, still communicate with guys around the league and really talk ball and just really talk about life spending time with family, so that's what I really do. 
getting up at four, working out at five, that's Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality stuff. It is. It is. And uh, I feel like that's the only way to success. Uh, getting up before everyone and um, getting your work in, it's like you're ahead of everybody already. And um, I always want to jump start. It's that competitive nature and it's that moment mentality. And, and um, so it's always just, just striving for greatness and just really just chasing greatness and perfection. Vaughn, how challenging is it to try to learn the Bengals' defense through Zoom meetings? Well, it's pretty challenging, but, you know, I'm a very heady, heady player. I'm very smart. Um, it's just really the terminology. Um, and some some of the system, somatic things they do. But uh, I'm going to get I'm, I'm along very well with it. Uh, just uh, when we get, when we uh, be able to get in the facility and do the walkthroughs and I can really see things move and make the same, you know, the adjustments with their terminology and everything, it's going to be smooth. It's going to be better, and uh, everything will start clicking on our cylinders. You have some former Buckeye teammates, not only Joe Burrow, but Sam Hubbard, Billy Price, and others on this roster. Does that add to your comfort level in joining a new team? For sure. Um, you know, we always know what the, the brotherhood is always unbroken. Uh, we know what type of caliber guys they are, and uh, it's like family. Everywhere you go, and um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know I'm a, I'm a very outgoing person, so I don't think it's really too hard to make a friend with me. Um, just um, always is open ear, um, shoulder lean on, and just want to be that guy that you can just come to and talk to, be easy talking to, and um, but yeah, it's always helpful. You got a couple of Buckeyes on the team, <laughs> Buckeye or not. You're obviously one of the the big acquisitions of the offseason by the Bengals. Cincinnati is thrilled to have you. We welcome you back to the state of Ohio. Look forward to seeing you in person when that's possible. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I'm I'm glad to be back as well. Vaughn is expected to start at safety next to Jesse Bates and is one of five free agents who could start on defense, along with DJ Reader, Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, and Josh Bynes. Before we get to the next conversation, here's a quick reminder that you can take your Bengals pride to the next level in 2020 with an official Bengals fan package from Prime Sport. My next guest is a national radio host who is among the best in the business at combining strong opinions with a great sense of humor. We are joined by one of my favorite people to listen to and watch, and not only because he is a proud graduate of Syracuse University, He is the host of Shine On Sports every weekday from 10 to 1 on Sirius XM Radio and the host of multiple NFL TV shows on CBS Sportsnet, Adam Shine. Adam, I am such a big fan of your work, and we've communicated by email in the past, but this is the first time we have spoken to each other, and I appreciate you coming on the Bengals Booth Podcast. Absolutely, Dan. Likewise, I'm a huge fan of yours, as as you know, and... Listen, we we go back in terms of the same same connection to WAER and to Syracuse, and you know you're one of the guys that I looked up to with with Mike Tarico and Ian Eagle and, and Sean McDonough and that that great era of broadcasters at, at WAER. So seriously, thank you for for paving the way for for people like me. Well, thank you for including me in that lineup. I'm not sure that I'm worthy, but I appreciate it anyway. I have been eager to have you as a guest on this podcast because between your Twitter feed, your radio show, and your column on NFL.com, 
You have been expressing a lot of optimism about the Bengals recently. Explain why. Well, I, I really like what the Bengals are doing. You know, and I, I think it's important, Dan, to actually go back to my opinion when Zach Taylor was hired. You know, I I thought it was an inspiring choice. You know, last year was not a good season, right? As Bill Parcells once said, you are what your record says. And, and there were a lot of reasons why. But I, I don't look at the head coach and, you know, put that on him. There were injuries, there were circumstance. And, you know, I had a lot of people in the NFL tell me that, that Zach Taylor was on their list, a lot of executives, to be a head coach. I, I thought the Bengals slammed that out of the park. And then I thought they had a really strong draft with Jonah Williams, and he got hurt, didn't play it down. And then I thought that, you know, A.J. Green, who I've always argued is a Hall of Famer, you know, would have another great season. He got hurt, didn't play it down. And, and then you get the number one pick, and, you know, Joe Burrow, to me, has it. And, and I, I just love watching him at LSU. You know, I think he has all the tangibles, all the intangibles in terms of a true franchise quarterback. And I think he's going to inspire his teammates, inspire the coaching staff, inspire the great Cincinnati Bengals fans. And, you know, I can't wait to see him work. And, you know, AJ's coming back, which I think is fantastic. And I was waiting for, you know, some kind of comment from AJ on that. And listen, I never thought AJ was going to wear a Bengals uniform again. Turns out I was wrong, and I'm thrilled for Cincinnati that I was. And I, I thought he was ready to, to move on after a great chapter, and I'm thrilled he's coming back. I think Joe Mixon is on the short list in terms of best running backs in the league. I loved how the Bengals not only drafted Burrow, supported him in round two with T. Higgins. I thought T. Higgins was a first-round pick, and I think that sometimes organizations fail when they draft a first-round quarterback don't give him the proper offensive line. Don't give him the proper weapons. You you want to make sure he's in a position to be successful. Look, last year after the draft, and I, that's why I go back to last year, I thought the Bengals could win seven games. You know, win games where they were underdogs, win games you didn't expect them to win. That's my feel for Cincinnati this year. I, I thought the Bengals spent money wisely in the offseason you know they did a really good job improving the defense the defensive line the defensive backfield and then you add in these pieces via the draft and burrows one of those guys even as a rookie i think lifts everyone up i, I really think the bengals are going to surprise some people and there, there's great hope and enthusiasm for the future our guest is adam shine the host of shine on sports on sirius xm radio when you host a three-hour national radio show you have to have strong opinions and you were not shy in stating the Bengals would not win a Super Bowl with Marvin Lewis as the head coach and Andy Dalton as the starting quarterback. You're right. And I didn't say that necessarily with joy or jubilation. <laughs> but I, you know, and I was right on that. You know, it's funny. I, I always think, Dan, there's perspective, right? They won a lot of games. And they deserve, I think, a lot of credit for winning a lot of games. It's not easy to win in the NFL. And I hope that, that Bengals fans actually look back on it all very fondly. You know, I thought Andy was a really good quarterback who had some great seasons for Cincy. You know, the primetime numbers, the playoff numbers, I mean, that's that's where I think he falls short of true, quote-unquote, greatness. But he had a really great run in terms of being, you know, a great guy in the community and a rock-solid quarterback for a long time. Marvin, epitome of class. I, you know, there, there, were, there were issues in terms of, of discipline that have been documented. But it was, it was time for a change. And, you know, I, I think it's tough to 
win in the NFL, and those guys deserve credit for getting wins and, and win totals. You know, I, I remember talking to Carson Palmer at the Super Bowl this past year. You know, I will always believe that the year that he got hurt, you know, with Von Olhoffen, um, that Bengal team could have gone to the Super Bowl. That was an amazing, just a tremendous, tremendous offense an opportunistic defense. I thought that team, he totally agreed with me, could have absolutely gone to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I, I've been screaming that for years in terms of our guys, Marvin Andy. We are speaking to Adam Shine, a great Twitter follow, at Adam Shine, S-C-H-E-I-N. Way back in mid-January, you tweeted, Joe Burrow will save the Bengals. So that was obviously well before the NFL draft. And I assume based on watching the semifinal performance against Oklahoma and the national championship game against Clemson, you knew at that point this is the guy Cincinnati had to draft. Absolutely. And, you know, th there was some conversation at the Super Bowl about Justin Herbert, you know, and I, I happen to think he's going to be a big-time quarterback. And, you know, the Bengals are obviously there for the Senior Bowl. But Burrow, to me, is just – he's special. And, you know, I think with other quarterbacks, and even Tua and Herbert, there, there was always – there's upside, downside, right? There's risk-reward. I – I don't see downside with Burrow. I think you can you can debate or go into the crystal ball when it comes to greatness, but I think he's going to be a very good to great quarterback for a long period of time. And Dan, I just thought what he did at LSU. I mean, you, you don't want you want to make sure you're not prisoner of the moment, right? And you know there have been some amazing seasons in the history of college football. But all things considered, I, I think you could have a solid argument that what he did this past year at LSU, greatest season ever by a quarterback in the history of college football, and, and it's going to carry over, in my opinion, to, to Cincinnati. You are fired up about Burrow versus Baker Mayfield in primetime in <laughs> yes. week two. I can't wait for that game. I, you know, I was pleased that the NFL put that one in prime time. I, you know, I put that on my list on my shine nine of the ones that I'm looking forward to the most. I, I am really fired up because, you know, go back to the old days, you know, Cincinnati, Cleveland. And, and I know it's a rivalry in Ohio, but I mean, when it was a rivalry nationally, like when I was growing up in New York, but you wanted to see the Bengals, you wanted to see the Browns, you wanted to see Sam Weiss, and you wanted to see Boomer, and you wanted to see Marty. And like those were great games. And now you got a couple of quarterbacks, albeit with different personalities, but they've got a little swagger and a little edge to them. And I, I thought that was a great job by the league. Look, I think the Browns are going to be really, really strong this year. I, I feel like I say that all the time. But I really think the Browns are going to be strong this year. And I think it's, in case they're not, smart flyer putting to that game early in the season. I think people are going to want to watch Joe Burrow just like they did in, in college. That was a great job, in my opinion, by the NFL. We are visiting with Adam Shine. Let's talk about the rest of the AFC North, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. What do you think? I think Baltimore, 1 through 53, is the best team in the NFL. Now, don't misinterpret. I think Kansas City, you know, can easily repeat. And, you know, barring anything unforeseen, that, that'll that be my pick. But I think Baltimore is loaded. Uh, they're, they're a machine. I, I love their, their owner, their GM, Eric DaCosta, head coach. 
love the J.K. Dobbins pick, Patrick Queen at linebacker, you know, all those third-round picks. They know how to work a, a war room. I really, Lamar is special. The defense was excellent the second half of the season. You know, Pittsburgh, I'm not high on Pittsburgh. I, I think Pittsburgh has some problems. I think, you know, they, they've really neglected them, the backup quarterback position, which which is, is nonsensical. And I, I thought the Mason Rudolph pick in 2018 in the third round was, was a good flyer. You know, that has not worked out. Uh, Doc Hodges, if he's the answer, I'd love to know the question. <laughs> Roethlisberger's 38, coming off of elbow surgery. So I'm, I'm surprised that that they decided to run that thing back. I mean, and, and even, like, I'll give you a compare and contrast with the Bengals, right? And, and Pittsburgh's defense is, is fantastic. They have three first-team all-pros. But, like, I look at the skill position players for the Bengals versus the Steelers, and, and I... I just think that it, it, the the skill position players for Cincy they trump they dwarf the those for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I don't like that run game. You know they were 29th or worse in a lot of key statistics. We talked about that on CBS Sports Network this this past year, this past week, and I don't see it getting better this year. You know James Conner is a great story. I don't think he's a great running back. Um, I don't like the depth of receiver. You know, I like Juju as a number two. He didn't pan out last year. See what happens this year as a number one. I I think that that Pittsburgh, while that defense is great, I think they have seven and nine, eight and eight written all over them. Very interesting. That would not break hearts here in Cincinnati. <laughs> That's for sure. A final question for Adam Shine. I appreciate your time. You alluded to the Bengals' headfirst plunge into free agency. Eight unrestricted free agents, more than $130 million spent. They were one of the biggest spenders of any NFL team this year in free agency. How shocked were you by that? I was I was surprised, pleasantly surprised, because you don't always think of the Bengals doing that. And what I liked, Dan, it wasn't it, it wasn't foolish money. It wasn't like old school Redskins money. It was <laughs> okay, here's areas of weakness and let's go attack it and let's go get it. You know, you, you think of teams I mentioned the Ravens or you think of the Patriots or you know, the Eagles. See a problem, fix a problem. Right. I mean, that's that's what those teams do. And I I just thought Cincinnati had a really smart, brilliant, calculated offseason. I mean, you know, part of the deal is you knew Joe was going to be that that number one pick. You know, this was a great receiver class. You had to feel good about finding a guy who could contribute in round number two. So, you know, you can, and now I love the weapons that they have on offense. You attack the defense. And I, I really think this Bengal team is going to surprise some people. I mean, you know, we'll see how I feel when we get closer. We, we'll put the uh, the picks in, in pen, as I always do, Wednesday after Labor Day. But I can see Cincinnati being a 7-9 and nine team and winning, winning games that people don't expect them to win this year. It's a start. It's a move in the right direction. I hope you are right. I hope it's better than that. But uh, certainly yeah. that, would be a, that would be a good start. Adam, this has been fun. Thanks so much for doing it. Keep up the great work, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again at some point. Anytime, Dan. This was a blast. I enjoyed it. My thanks to Von Bell and Adam Shine, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Bengals Booth Podcast, brought to you by Prime Sport, the official fan travel and hospitality partner of the Cincinnati Bengals. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe, and if you have a minute, give it a rating or share a comment. That helps more Bengals fans find this podcast. I'm Dan Horde and thanks for listening to the Bengals Booth Podcast.